0: Yeah, yeah, but so we'll stop the survivor conversation, pause for ten seconds, and then talk start the NBA conversation.
1: The survivor conversation never stops.
0: Stop Wait, for- so this is my this
2: is my last pick. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! I didn't even realize that. Shit!
1: I have a squad. That's all I know.
2: Yeah, I think my squad's better. Okay.
0: <laughs> of course you do. All
2: right. Whenever you're. Okay, so for so when are you? (laughs) What the fuck, Bryce? I counted us down and everything, and you just thought now is a good time to (laughs) pull something out.
1: (laughs) It was the longest countdown ever, my guy.
2: Yeah, because I wanted to give the editor or or like they can see the gap in the speaking, so they know when to start. I'm trying to make your job easier. Screw the editor. Fuck it. Okay, we're going now. (laughs) Five. (laughs) He does the same thing.
1: Do either of you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians?
2: And I do I do think he wants it. Like, I think that he does want it. And I think that he's, like, it would have been easy for him to kind of go, like, the soft guy route. And I think he actually, like, fucking wants it. They should
1: find a way to put a handicap on basketball. Like, how do we handicap the Nuggets to make it a little more fair for the Lakers?
0: And we're back. Another episode of Voting in the Majority coming in your ears. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed, my honorable colleagues, my co-hosts, my good friends, Bryce Mulder and Michael Gutierrez. We're talking a little NBA action today. The playoffs are in full swing. In fact, they're they're starting to die down. We're, we're on to the NBA finals. We're right in the in the throes of that. We're gonna talk about that and more today. But first I got to check in with my guys. Bryce, how are you doing today?
1: Um, not feeling very esteemed today. So that's a little tough, but I'm happy to be here talking about the NBA playoffs because I, I predicted this playoffs right from the very get-go. So I'm I'm excited to rub that in your guys' face a little bit today.
2: Mike? Um yeah, Bryce, you did have a finger on the pulse here. Uh I'm excited to talk about NBA. I think that this postseason woke me up to a lot. There's been a lot of conjecture out in Boston about how oh, the the NHL playoffs are really where it's at. There's a lot of unpredictability. There's a lot of people are not like NHL playoffs are really the, the the cream of the crop. And I think that as disappointing as the media is about a Denver Miami NBA finals, I think it goes to show that we got, I mean, we're swinging just like that, just like the NHL playoffs are. So I'm really excited to kind of dig into what makes these great.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, the NBA of the 2010s with LeBron and the Warriors stuff, Steph, it, a lot of it just felt kind of anticlimactic because you were getting the same thing over and over. But the NBA of the last few years has been different finals teams every year. It's been a ton of fun. And I think this playoffs in particular has just, we've seen new stars emerge. It's, it's been a blast. I'm excited to talk about it. As Michael mentioned, we've got Denver and Miami in the finals. We're recording this podcast, just so people know, uh, Tuesday, June 6th. So game three of the finals is tomorrow night. It's tied one to one going back to Miami. I think we'll, we'll talk maybe a couple predictions towards the end of the pod, but what what we're mostly going to focus on what's happened so far and what we've seen and kind of the takeaways from the first few rounds. So let's jump right into it. We're going to go through the West first uh, and hit all the first round series briefly. Anything we want to pause on and elaborate on we're, we're more than welcome to first, first series up is Denver, Minnesota pretty quick series Denver. We're going to talk about a lot later on. So we don't need to spend any time here, Minnesota, Michael, hometown team, born yeah. and bred. It, it, do we want to waste any breath on this? They're, they need to make a move. I don't know if they're going to make a move. They seem kind of trapped. It, it's just, do you have any feelings or are you
2: just pushing it to the back of your mind? Um, Yeah, I do have, I do have feelings. I think that, and it's going to, it's going to kind of mimic what I say with Memphis how sad that memphis and minnesota are on the same level for memphis like how sad oh. is that for them let's start with that <laughs> um i think that anthony edwards is probably like i think he's like three to four years away like i think it's that wow. far away for him he's um, 22
0: 23 he's young. yeah like he's really young, that's not yeah. a disrespectful
2: probably. thing like yeah Tatum's about, 25 like, 26 yeah, yeah like think about the level of like what we're seeing from jimmy butler i think that that is like if Jimmy Butler were to be on this team with Carl, with Anthony Edwards, I think Anthony Edwards would be a completely different animal. And we'll speak about the heat a little bit more, um, twenty one, but and? ultimately yeah. any team that you're paying the maximum, the super max to Carl Anthony towns is an absolute waste of waste of breath. You're also, you know, you shipped away the farm for Rudy Gobert and, um, i think jared vanderbilt was a really important piece for them all that to be said i I do not like the moves that they made this summer it is a little bit of an ego boost chest out feel good that they failed a little bit um you know we hate to root for failure but shit i mean that's that's the business right i mean we are podcasters after all so (laughs) uh yeah it's just an embarrassing i hate i don't like the minnesota fans i think that they boot that they complain about the refs a lot i think that they i think that they're their booing of the refs impacts the game more than they think it does. I think there's a lot of things that premier playoff contenders and their fan bases do that help them compete. And I think Minnesota is not even close to there. Um, This is a pretty predictable 4-1, uh, 4-1 ending.
1: Mm-hmm. Anytime you have Pat Bev being a star of your team the year before, you're not in a good right. spot. No, you are not. All right. and oh, Sorry, you go, Harv.
0: No, I was gonna keep it moving. I don't have anything. Keep to
1: add. it moving, man. You know, I yeah, I, I didn't watch this one.
0: I, I'd love to see Cat get traded for a point card or something. That'd be fun. But outside of that, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do love Ant though. Shout out to Ant. Uh, the two Ant seven series, Lakers for the seven seed, they upset the Memphis Grizzlies. Michael, you kind of mm-hmm. alluded to it a little bit a second ago. Really tough look for Memphis. Really tough end of the year. We just got a report from Adam Silver a couple days ago saying that they've come to a decision on the John Morant investigation. We'll learn about it after the NBA finals. It sounds like people are expecting him to be suspended for more than 10 games, less than 50, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, however many games. So he'll be out for a while next year. He's got a lot going on. Memphis is in flux. They lost here, I think, pretty predictably, despite the seeding difference. Lakers made it to the Western Conference finals. We'll talk about them more later, but for Memphis, this was a tough way to go out, but. I don't think anyone on the pod is shedding very many tears.
2: No, no tears being shed. I think the fan base is very similar to Minnesota. I, I think that I do think that shit matters. Like if there's all gas, no accountability. That's going to reflect very, very poorly on, on how teams mm-hmm. perform.
1: Absolutely. And to, you know, go back to another 2019 first and second overall pick who sucks. Let's give uh, Zion Williamson a Ooh. shout out. He's having a son so oh good for him shout out to zion 22 Damn. years old never touched the nba court well barely but you know By just, what's what?
0: another what's another stressor in his life let's let's see so does that mean it's just been baby weight this whole time exactly exactly so sorry give him a little bit of
2: time to get the yeah
0: back on. it'll take a couple months i i think yeah i don't
2: have anything else on memphis let's well i mean it. i i would like to say something i yeah. think that the, i think that Considering the suspension is upcoming, I don't think it's the worst idea for Memphis to shop around John Morant. It's a question. I think it... John Morant for Cat. Who says no? Memphis says no. I think both teams just say, let's just relegate them both. John (laughs) Um, Morant
1: for Damian Lillard. I was
2: going to say that. I think think John Portland would make a lot of fucking sense to me.
1: And they would be so young and they would just be able to freaking do some
0: work,
2: man. Um, I also think like if you wanted to I think that Memphis does have a really good core. I don't hate like the I
0: love JJ and Bain. I love I, think that I Bain, took Bain Jaron Jackson we did that,
2: I, Tyus Jones,
0: like yeah. We did that player draft and I took Bain in, like early the, the yeah, 30 or something spot. Early. And I dude, I like him. He's really uh, good. Who,
2: I wouldn't hate seeing Ja maybe in LA if, for the Clippers if we could somehow get Nussle um and get Kawhi or Paul George um, into uh, into Memphis. I do not hate a veteran mm-hmm. kind of uh, veteran sense there. I think if you something. could also somehow get Draymond there, I think Draymond has a lot of value to Memphis. I don't oh, know how God. much you have to pay him to get him there. I don't even want to hear what that <laughs> trash talk will sound like. Um, oh, that Lord. team would be unbearable. But uh, unbearable.
1: J- Jada Houston. Just oh god. No, we can't
2: have him go to H Town. I think that's gonna cause a lot of lot of problems, similar to how Memphis is causing him problems to be hundred percent with you. But maybe that's a distasteful we'll take.
0: I like Ja as a player. I think he'll succeed somewhere, but it's gonna be a tough, tough year for him next year.
1: But just not in the NBA. <laughs> just not <in>
0: the NBA. <laughs> uh sacramento and golden state coming up three six series golden state wins in seven we'll talk about them in a second i have a lot of golden state opinions that we'll discuss in the next round sacramento though first showing in the playoffs since 2003 i think it was like 15 years something like that 20 years something like that whatever the math is they were really fun they're a great team they could have easily won a first round series against a different opponent i really like them the warriors though definitely like you know, we've got championship caliber pedigree. We know what we're doing. They kind of picked them apart later in the series, but um Sacramento's fun. I don't think they're going to be a championship contender anytime in the next three years, but they're going to be a top four seed and do the same thing again and have a fun series, maybe make a Western Conference Finals if they get lucky or something like that.
2: I think they remind me a little bit. I mean, this is high, high, high praise. They remind me a little bit of that 2013 Warriors team. Where they beat they had a great first series against Denver, mm. and then they ended up losing to Sacramento in six. No. um Memphis, this is where there's a lot of momentum in a franchise that has not had a ton of success recently. Um and it's just energy. And like no, they're not just happy to like they're happy to be there. And I don't want that to be the punchline. But there's like a there's a process there's an appreciation for the process where I think that that is lost on. Minnesota and Memphis in particular where they get a taste of it and they're like, okay, yep, this is it. This is it. We're going to roll. We're going to roll. I think that Sacramento, and I think that Mike Brown is their head coach. um, They're really attached to that process. And I think that this is a really big step for them and they played really well. They could have, I don't think they could have easily won. Cause I think that golden state made it easier than they, than it could have been. But I think that this is a really big step for them and I expect to see them in, in the, next, in the second round next year.
1: Yeah, I I think they're just like the Blazers from a couple of years ago, the Jazz from a couple of years ago. They don't have that top five player. They have like a couple of those top 30, 40 players. They're going to be all right. They're going to first round, second round bust, maybe get to Western Conference Finals like the Blazers did, did a couple of years ago. But in the end, in a couple of years, they're going to realize this isn't winning a championship. We got to make a move. I think okay. you have to have like a top five player
2: okay yeah i'm not saying that they have i don't think i agree they don't think they have any top five players coming up darren fox is a i think him and shy shay mm-hmm. gilgiz alexander very similar i think Shay's much better but they're very yeah. similar I also think Keegan Murray is going to be a fucking stud, and I think he, he was, be he was to, given the Warriors buckets in a couple games. He's a really man. big person to keep an eye on. Um, I do think that like they need to. Sabonis Sub, is not someone that can play. Yeah. Deep into like, he can't play deep into the playoffs, and he couldn't play in the first round. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. yeah, but
1: but De'Aaron Fox is not your Steph Curry or your Jason no. Tatum. So no. like they they don't have that
2: yeah i don't do you, do you think that they have the collateral to make a move
1: probably not like keegan murray's good davion mitchell's good but are they yeah. big trade pieces where they can grab somebody like a super superstar probably not
2: they're they kind of remind me i guess that i think that mitchell just in their system where they have monk and they have fox i don't mm-hmm. think he's getting enough minutes and i think that we we heard True. that throughout the broadcast, like they think that Mitchell should have been on the floor more. I agree with that. And I think that sometimes it's like uh, everyone on the podcast has seen Moneyball, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like where it's like, all right, you're not going to play, you're not going to play the guy that I want you to play first base. Just fucking trade the first baseman. Now you're going to play him. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying you trade Jaron Fox, but if his value is very, very high, I wouldn't hate that to get Mm -hmm. Mitchell some more minutes and get a star. Um, Granted, that comes about. 65 seconds after I was just gassing up De'Aaron Fox so uh, take that for what you yeah, will
0: absolutely clutch player of the year
2: also a, a friend of the program Graham Betchard is on staff for the hmm. Sacramento call. Kings and I think Good that there's about. a lot of power in that as well um, Good call. Good mind right power. game tight that's all I'll say
0: Last Western Conference series was Clippers-Suns. We'll talk about the Suns in a second, but the Clippers-Kawhi played a great first game and then goes down uh, partway through the second game and misses the rest of the series. Tale is old as time. I was re-listening our old uh, NBA draft podcast we did, or pod where we drafted the NBA teams, and Bryce, you picked the Clippers, and your comment was, Kawhi's been resting the last four seasons. He's got to be ready to go now. (laughs) Um, It's tough, man. It, it's tough. It's been, it keeps happening. It's Kawhi tough. in 2019 was on top of the world, best player on the planet. And now it's just been this for the last five years.
1: It's going to be sad when he goes out, but he's going to still go down as one of the best players of all time because his championship, not only in San Antonio, but especially his championship in Toronto, is incredible.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's... it's hard to argue. I think that. If Jimmy Jimmy gets this one, mm. I still think Kawhi is better than him all time. And I don't think it's not anything close. I'm not trying to yeah. be, but I just think that Kawhi runs the risk of being they kind of forget about the San Antonio one. And then we just mm-hmm. talked about Toronto and um mm-hmm. which is still amazing. I think he's I think that I said it on that podcast, I think that playoff 2019 Kawhi is probably top twelve player ever.
1: Yeah. When do you ever trade for a player, a superstar, and say, we're going all in for one year, and it actually works out? That is never never happens.
0: Never. And in 2019, coming out of that year, after the finals, Kawhi signs with the Clippers. KD goes to the Nets with Kyrie, steps on the Warriors. Those three were kind of fighting for the, okay, LeBron cemented himself as top five all-time. Who's the next one that's going to knock on the top ten door? And they mm-hmm. were all flirting. They're all in that top 25, top 30, top 35 range. Who's going to make the leap? KD kind of made the leap in his own way. But Steph really seized it, obviously, by winning the uh, 2022 finals. Kawhi's just just never got there. And he had that opportunity. But it seems like it's through his fingers.
1: But he did blow up the league. I mean, shoot, he blew up the Warriors. Well, he blew up Katie. Let's not say blow God. Up Katie. well,
0: let's we'll put a pin in that warrior's stock because I want to circle back to the that exact thing. Um, do we want to stick with the Western Conference or do we want
2: to go to the Eastern Conference? i I forget the Eastern Conference exists sometimes. Let's run with the Eastern Conference. I
1: mean, let's just really talk about Miami beats Milwaukee in the first. yeah,
0: round. Miami beats Milwaukee in the first round. Nice hey, nice job, Miami. Eight seed over a one seed—that's yeah. happened a couple times before. Really great playoff run, though. Like that—you you got your yeah. win. You're going home. We're proud of you. you know, that's it. After they exactly. lost the first play-in game, correct? And they were losing to Chicago with like six minutes left. They were down by like five or something in the second playoff game. They almost didn't make the playoffs.
1: Wait, hold up. They put up they put up one thirty, one twenty two, one twenty one, one nineteen, and one twenty eight. They, they shot have...
0: like forty five percent from three that series.
1: That's they didn't have a single game under 117 points.
0: They were on fire.
1: That's lighting it up, man.
0: If Giannis crazy. was hurt, we can't forget Giannis was hurt. But People they were that. they were they were beating them even with Giannis, so it doesn't really matter. Like they were just yeah. running them around.
2: Well, and Jimmy Butler had 53 one game. Oh my god, he was on another level. There was there was a worry at that point, point. and granted we have hindsight, like this might be just where you catch someone, in and this is what's so difficult with the NBA playoffs, right? What I was going to say, where you catch someone in a four-week span where they're just untouchable. Unfortunately, the NBA playoffs are 10 weeks long. And yeah. so, you know, can he sustain it? And obviously, mm-hmm. there's been some bumps along the way, but the Heat culture, man. Yeah. Yeah. He, are, are uh
0: Milwaukee fired Bud. Are we worried about them going forward or they got Giannis? It's gonna be all right. We'll see. We'll we'll reevaluate next year.
2: How long do they have Giannis for?
0: At least three or four more years. He just signed a supermax like when they traded for Drew he had one year left on his deal. That was like three years ago, and then he signed a supermax for five years. So probably three years left.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, anytime that you you have no more bud, you should be worried, but that's just the way we go.
0: Great point. Um, all right, next playoff series in the East was the two seven. That's Boston Atlanta. Honestly, I prefer we don't talk about this one. I'm with it. I yeah. like there. There was some things I don't really like. Boston. Atlanta's got decisions to make. We'll talk about Boston in a second. Same Boston. thing. Same thing with Philadelphia and Brooklyn. This was a sweep. None of us drafted Brooklyn in our uh, pre-playoff draft, which with like a month or two left in the season, right after they traded Durant and Irving, we knew it was going down. The shitter. We'll talk about Philadelphia and their failings against Boston, but um, Brooklyn—they got a lot to do, and they probably won't even be a playoff team next year. It's, I love, yeah. I love Mikhail Bridges though, Mikhail.
2: I love him. Mm-hmm. Future Blazer. Yeah, I didn't even watch any of that series.
0: Last series here in the Eastern Conference that we need to talk about is the Knicks and the Cavs. Cavs lose in six, I think. Uh, the Knicks go on to lose to the Heat, but um, the Cavs feel like they're kind of a a year away from being a year away sort of team they're they're really good they've got a lot of young pieces i don't know if they're the perfect fit for postseason success but i love evan mobley i really like jared allen and then darius garland and donovan mitchell obviously are superstars so those four are, are amazing but it's a little awkward it got exposed at times there's they're mostly just young it felt like donovan mitchell should have taken over more at times, but kind of was trying to find his balance with the rest of the team, even though they've been playing together all, all year. I I love the Cavs team. I know Michael took them in the second or mm-hmm. third round of our team draft. So he the loves second. the Cavs team. So we wanted to see them go further, but I don't think
2: it's, there's anything close to a, a panic button being pushed in Cleveland right now. No, I don't think there's a panic button. I think you need to see a big step from Garland this next year, just considering Mm -hmm. what we're seeing from like Halliburton, from um, SGA. Like, I think that we would like to see him take a step. Does Garland
0: need to do the the Aaron Fox? Like he was, oh, he's a top Uh, half of the starting league point guard. Now he's a top five starting point guard.
2: I think that's a really, really good point. Yep, I think that's a great comp. I would like to see that. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to do that with Donovan Mitchell on his team. Mm -hmm. But I do think that is something I'd like to say. Um, And then in that draft, again, we encourage you guys to go back and listen to it. In that draft that we did of these teams, I compared them to those Hawks of 2019. Or was it it 2021? 21. The Eastern Conference Final one? Yeah. And I think that that was a very apt comparison. That those Hawks should have never been in those, should have never been in that Eastern Conference Finals. And so, just like these calves were not ready to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, like, I, it, yep. But again, the Hawks are kind of playing it out. They're like, "Let me see what we can do with this team." And they did make a move. It didn't really work with Dejounte. But I mm-hmm. think that you're right, Harf. There's no panic button that needs to be pushed. I think it's just I got a little, I got a little ambitious.
1: I think I have a little bit more apt comparison, and you guys made the comparison between was it Darius Garland and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I think that's hard. I think that's a perfect comparison because the Cavs are the Sacramento Kings of the East. I think it's the same thing where it's a mm. team that is going to be first, second round. They just mm. are not going to maybe a conference final like you're saying with the Hawks, but they're not ever going to figure it out and get to that final step. I just, that's my personal opinion, but mm-hmm. I really yeah. feel like this is a team
2: in five years we're going to blow up and yeah. reminisce yeah. on the days. Should. Sure. That is what you just said about that that Kings team not having a star. Yeah. It's gonna take well, a it's gonna take a lot, but we'll get
0: on the Knicks in a second. Let's let's jump back to the Western Conference for round two. Let's start with the Nuggets and the Suns. Nicole Jokic had a great first round. We didn't need to touch on it because they disposed of the Grizzlies pretty easily. He averaged a triple-double in round two against the Phoenix Suns. It was a six-game series. He averaged a 30-point triple-double over all six games. I think he threw in a 50-burger once in there. He had a 20-rebound game. Um, He just dominated top-down, left-right, all over the place. That's where we start. But the other important thing in this series was Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are two basketball savants. The games three and four that they won, those two... Not only I don't even know how to exaggerate it, but they put the team on the back and then put another team on that back, and they they just were <laughs> carrying everyone uh, across the finish line to get those two wins. Devin Booker, I think, came from like a yeah, he's flirting with the top ten player in the league, kind of like we think he can do it, but we don't really know. sure they made the finals a couple years ago kind of status for me at least in this uh playoff series against the nuggets. I was like, okay, yeah, he's a. Uh, top five like maybe not literally maybe he's number six maybe he's number seven maybe he's number eight but he's like a top five caliber player where you give him the ball get out of the way and he's gonna win a playoff game for you so that that was my biggest takeaway was we already knew katie was that guy now we know d book is that guy they got a whole off season to figure it out and tinker around those two pieces and they've got two of the five best i think in next year's playoffs hmm.
1: i'd let shit i'd let Devin booker carry me on his back but yeah <laughs> That's all um, I got for you
2: on this one. I mean, yeah, I think that I 100% agree, Harv. I think that Devin Booker um, also showed up on the defensive end, which yeah. is something that is, you know, it's we just haven't seen it a lot, and we often don't with score, young scoring guards. Um, but just some of the spots that he gets to and the the difficulty that he makes, the the shots that he makes with hands in his face, it does remind me of, like, it is like a Kobe kind of thing where like it just feels a little bit like that um I think obviously the whole the the defensive side of the the game is completely different so I'm not trying to uh I'm not trying to make outlandish comparisons here but offensively like he looks sharp yeah he 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 has
0: that one or two dribbles going baseline and then just no matter who's in his face he's elevating over them and getting a bucket or at least getting a good shot off he He's special. I think the Kobe comparison's good. They hit those shots where it's like a lot of players in the NBA, we all played basketball for quite a bit of our lives. A lot of the players in the NBA take shots. And I'm like, I can visualize myself taking and making that shot. Devin Booker, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't visualize it. I can't see mm-hmm. myself dribbling and fading away and shooting a contested jumper. Like that's just that is a skill that is so difficult. And he makes it look so easy. True.
2: And I do, I do think he wants it. Like I think that he does want it. And I think that he's like it would have been easy for him to kind of go like the soft guy route. I think he actually like fucking wants it. It was just cool to see as well.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad he hasn't gone soft, and he is showing how much he wants it with the D, and it's been good.
0: He's a dog. But Um, one
1: thing, if 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 Devin Booker was in Jamal Murray's shoes, how good would Denver be? They would be better. They'd be better. I mean, for sure. Yeah. But that 1-2 with Jokic and Devin Booker running that little be ghost action they always run, that'd be scary.
0: That'd be scary. You put Jokic with any sort of scoring guard that can also, like, pass a little bit, it's mm-hmm. going to work. But when it's someone with Devin Booker's high-level abilities, that's...
1: And you take... You put Jokic and put him in Boogie's shoes, Boogie Cousins, on that 2017 Warriors. How good is that Warriors team? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
2: I mean, we're talking about something completely different at that point. <laughs> um, you said, "How do we make the 2017 Warriors better?" That's, um, that's what we need to figure out. Uh, what's the next series, Harv? We
0: got. Are you are you ready to move on to the next one? Are you mentally prepared to to do no, this? Far. Yeah, well, let's do it. We've got the number six seed Warriors uh, playing against the number seven Im- seed Lakers.
2: Impressive. The six seed Warriors won in the first round? Very Underdogs. impressive.
0: Underdogs. Got to
1: um, get on the flowers. This One of the won- worst teams to ever make the playoffs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this series went six. Lakers won game six going away, but they were. it felt like they were in control most of the series. The Warriors game four or game five had a really strong game. It was like, oh, maybe they got it. And then game six, the, the Lakers kind of shut them down. The the size differential really proved to be the the end game here. The Anthony Davis just was causing nightmares for every single Warriors guard, not named Steph. No one could even dream about going to the rim and it it was ugly at times. I Michael, you're you're a huge Warriors fan. I am a Warriors fan. I saw a lot of discourse after this series about how the Lakers ended the Warriors dynasty yeah um that was I was a little perturbed by this so a dynasty is a hard thing to define but if we're really defining like the Warriors dynasty it it probably ends when they have that two-year hiatus where they're not even competitive with with the injuries and everything but then they win another title so it's like okay it's still alive this year they have the best five-man unit in the entire league they have off-court drama up and down season they never quite get it together they win a great first-round series. They lose in the second-round series. Maybe they have to make a contract decision this summer. That's a little awkward. Maybe they lose Jordan Poole. Maybe they lose Draymond or Clay. I don't understand how the Warriors dynasty is over. They still have Steph next year, and he's a top-five player all-time, top-ten player all-time, and he's the best he's ever been. How how can we say it's over when that's what they have?
2: Um, we, we all say things when we're, when we're in that mindset, but I agree. It is ridiculous to say so. I think with the Warriors dynasty, what we need to start thinking about is if you're saying you've ended it twice before, now this is the third time it's ended, right? A, we've had to define dynasties in three to five-year spans because that's how great they've been in those three to five-year spans, and then they fizzled out left or right. With the Warriors, we almost need to start measuring it in a 10-year span and kind of like how we measure LeBron's playoff success, playoff career when he was going to the finals. Like if we measure them in a 10-year span instead, like they've been a dynasty for those 10 years. Maybe not for four years at a time. And if that makes sense. Or um,
0: Completely.
2: But then to say that um, that they're in trouble, I think that anytime you get stuff in the playoffs, I think there's something special can happen. Um, especially when you have, the championship culture that they're used to having, I think that they're not used. They're they're not going to be afraid to trade away guys. That Steve Kerr has come out and said that like the dudes were not bought in. Hmm. So, um,
1: do either of you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians?
2: Great follow up. Uh, I've seen episodes, but nope. So, it's a it's a
1: dynasty in a way where <laughs> they just keep pumping out the same thing year after year after year. But what makes yep. it so good is that Kim always gets a divorce eventually and marries someone new. <laughs> That's all the Warriors need is they just seem to get rid of a Draymond or a or Jordan Poole and, you know, get rid of the, of the you know, the just Kanye the and out. bring in the Pete they, Davidson. Come on. Take
2: the trash out. Yo, Bryce, I do not hate that at all. I have to now appreciate that. Um. And Steph is like, I mean, Steph's top five for me right now. uh, And that's just something that is just enhanced every time I see him touch a basketball court. So that's a really fun, fun, fun experience.
0: Yeah, he's special. I I think that talk was mostly just Lakers fans trying to rub salt in the woods. No one talks more than Lakers fans.
2: No, no one talks more than Lakers fans and Niners fans for that matter. Um, The California thing. uh, I do Think that the Lakers kind of treated that like their NBA Finals, like they were mm. gassed for that yeah. Denver series. I think they treated that like their finals, and I think that LeBron had to treat that like his finals for his legacy, which I absolutely respect.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. Second um, round legacy game, baby.
2: That was a legacy game.
0: Also, to call back to our NBA pod uh, from a couple months ago when we were talking about the Lakers and the Warriors, we said if they meet in the play-in. LeBron's got that one for sure but if they meet in the oh. playoffs Steph's gonna win if it's a full series so tough look for us but we were just back in our gut we'll get to the Lakers Western Conference Finals appearance uh and lack thereof here in a second but let's jump back to the Eastern Conference to talk about those second round series first one is Milwaukee after upsetting or excuse me Miami after upsetting Milwaukee playing the Knicks um
2: I've got nothing to say about this. I got
0: not much to say. This was one of those where you are like, well, we know Miami is, quote unquote, the worst team. But I just can't imagine a world where they don't just mentally dismantle and take apart the the Knicks. And it's just not that impressive of a series.
2: Do we know what the deal with Julius Randle is? Is there anything you want to say about that? Is he? Yeah. No, he was I just, very hurt now that now we know that he was actually pretty hurt though, right? A
0: little hurt. I do know what the deal is. He thinks he's a lot better than he is, and yeah, he plays like it. I mean, he's solid, he's the 29th best player in the team in the league. He could be the best player on the Horn or on the Rockets or the Hornets or whatever and be awesome. But if you're trying to win a second round playoff series with him as your even your number two, which is what he was, because yep. Julius or not Julius, uh, Jalen Brunson was a dog in this series he's just it's not efficient and he doesn't get other people involved and his defense isn't good enough for what his offense brings it's just he's just not quite
2: what you need at that level so so if you just like took out the name Julius Randle in what you just said I feel like you could describe Carl Anthony Towns and Sabonis as well like those are two Mm -hmm. guys where I think that are kind of in that category and those are teams that we saw struggle early and I think I'm we were also all surprised that we were surprised that the Knicks beat the Cavs anyway completely
1: sorry go
0: I was just gonna say hat is one that I can envision and this is you know doing a lot of I'm squinting and changing things in my head if he's in the right role as a number two with a playmaker or like a big wing who like a a Luca or whoever who can guard someone and set him up and he just is spotting up and finishing and catching threes I think he could be effective in the playoffs just because a stretch five can really do a lot. But I completely agree with your sentiment. I don't I don't I'm not trying to no you know, I think but between the ears I think he's fucked. Yeah, he and that's the thing. I'm imagining he isn't fucked between the ears, but in reality he is, and that's Bryce. That's,
2: yeah. I, Bryce
1: I, I don't understand why these teams like the Knicks and the Timberwolves keep a Julius Randle or a Carl Anthony. I'll tell player. you,
0: no, I'll tell you. Look at a, exactly what the Warriors did with D'Angelo Russell. They knew they were losing Kevin Durant. They're like, D'Angelo Russell doesn't make an ounce of sense for us basketball-wise. He's not going to play on the court at the same time as Steph Curry, but we want the asset. We want the contract because we can do something with it down the road. Julius Randle, if they lose him, that's just $35 million of cap space out the door. They're probably still close to the high level of the cap, so they can't really like go just sign someone for $35 million. So they'd rather keep him and then... Maybe trade him or sign and trade when he leaves in free agency. I'm not saying it's right, but that's the logic.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Why not trade him right now? Like they, if they you should. know it's not they gonna should. work, blow that shit up. Like you're wasting yeah. years of Julius Randall and Carl Anthony Towns for no reason. Like they, the Timberwolves should trade Julius or to trade Cat and build around Ant and make yeah. that work. That's Absolutely. really their
0: path. I I completely agree. I,
2: and I think that. This playoff, like these playoffs and the way that the heat are playing may make people make those changes a little bit like more dramatically to see if they can find Mojo quick instead of playing the long game. But mm-hmm. like these playoffs are unpredictable. And I think that if you were to get rid of a Julius Randall maybe at the midseason deadline, maybe something clicks with how good this team can be. And like, exactly
1: different. exactly and it's like you're just you're wasting time like rudy gobert and Anthony towns are not working build around something <laughs> I thought else
2: that was gonna work dude
0: alex rodriguez thought it was gonna work what the fuck he's an
1: idiot a rod a is a good basketball player though i saw him hit that three that one time
0: that one time um one yeah. another thing i'm not necessarily disagreeing with you guys but another uh, just kind of a little pushback You guys say one of the lessons of the playoffs is if it's not working, just move on find the next thing. I might argue that one of the lessons of the playoffs is stick with it and build the culture and get the chemistry together. The Heat have had this same team for five years and they keep figuring it out because they know each other so well. The Nuggets have more or less the same team. They've had injuries, but they've just kept it together until they found the, they make small tweaks around the, the edges. They find the right combo and then it's good to go. I don't think there's a, there's a theoretical world where Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson and Mitchell Robinson are the right combo. So I think the Knicks in particular need to make a move, but I think there is something to keeping it together and, and seeing it out.
1: I'm going to push back just a little bit on your pushback. Mm-hmm. And that the, the Heat made the finals a few years ago. Yeah. Like, they have the same team. Exactly. So like I would keep a team that made the finals. Like if I'm the Celtics, I'm keeping that team.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Cat,
1: okay, ha- right. Cat hasn't made anything. Cat got made the, I got you. Playing, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah and, and i think that the the personalities like to use i don't know like but like when you have a, a dog like a, like an like an alpha like yeah. uh jimmy. like jimmy butler like that is not making that culture. minnesota like, like, like those dudes butler. like i'm just saying that like there's no culture in new york and there needs to be someone that sets it like that's like the reason why pat beverly as much as we want to talk shit about pat yeah. Bev which yeah. i will talk shit about pat Bev but that's yeah. the only reason why this this Timberwolves team two years ago, or whatever, was somewhat salvageable because or salvageable because of his culture and his like and cat like Patton and, and who we're we talking about Randall just don't got it.
1: Yeah, but I also think it's a little bit like Patrick Beverly's culture is a little bit more towards Memphis than it is towards Miami, like in terms of like where he's yeah what type of culture he's implementing. I don't think Pat Bev, although it is culture, I don't think, and it's that grit and grind that they desperately need in Minnesota. I think it's just not quite right. Like, obviously.
2: No, don't. No, I I agree. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Fair. Yeah. No. All
0: right. Um, Let's let's wrap up the Eastern Conference second round. Uh, Boston and Philly go seven games in the other side of the bracket. Philly was up three to two and I at that point I after they won game five was really buying in on Philly they looked really good they were crisp they were clicking on offense and then I remembered that Doc Rivers is their coach and Joel Embiid and James Harden are their two best players uh and we all saw what happened next they lost Doc Rivers blew another series lead added that to his resume I think he's up to double digits now I don't know man I think they got to run it back like I think it would be worse for them if James Harden left I'd rather keep him and Joel Embiid together and if things break right, maybe you make the West Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe you make the NBA Finals. Joel's an MVP this year. I don't think he was the best player in the league, but he mm-hmm. won the MVP, so he's a top five player. You've got a chance if you have one of those guys, but it just feels like it's just not quite there. And I don't know if they need to make a drastic move, but it's this. And Joel's never played in the Eastern Conference Finals. This has been like five or six straight second round exits.
1: Yeah, I've bet the house on Joel Embiid, and I've won every single time. So... <laughs> He's just not who you want.
2: Um, did was that? And I'm not trying to fact check you. I'm just trying to. That Toronto game to was that the Eastern Conference Finals? That was Toronto game seven game to seven
0: Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto, that was to go
2: to the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Finals. Toronto
0: played the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Oh Finals. my yeah.
2: god! Oh, um, God, what a gauntlet. Um, yeah, I think that you kind of gotta keep it going i think that this team reminds me of like an nfl version of like the green bay packers like they just like are like really solid and they've got the mvp and like they're just but it's just not really clicking Um, that's a great question. james harden james harden doesn't feel like the answer to me
0: i don't think he is but it's kind of the same thing i don't think they have better options like if he just because the two choices are he resigns or he walks i don't know if there's maybe it's a sign and trade with houston and they get back some shitty players but like you're not that's getting point. Anything, anything realistic so it's either keep James Harden or lose James Harden and I think you want to keep him at that point but
2: yeah, that's
1: God. a fair point because it's really trade James Harden build around Tyrese and Joel but mm. they, I don't know if they can trade James Harden but also I think Joel Embiid is a couple regular season losses away from being Carl Anthony Towns like he's
2: that's a great point
1: they're very close into that same row and I know I've been going at cap but I love going at Joel too, so I'm just gonna. Those (laughs) I hate both of them. I don't hate,
0: yeah. Joel takes sometimes to a fault. Joel takes the regular season very seriously, and he like he shows out. So I, true, but but...
1: when he was load management against the Nuggets, like the one game we really wanted to see them two battle each other out for the MVP load management,
0: yeah, that was a little
2: soft, yeah, anyway.
0: Speaking of the Nuggets, let's head over to the Western Conference Finals. Nuggets just dispose of the Lakers in four games, barely even break a sweat. All of the games were closer-ish. They were all within 15 points final score. At some point in the fourth quarter, they were like a one or two possession game. But the Nuggets won in four, so it Mm -hmm. seems like the series wasn't that close. Nikola Jokic, once again, we talked about it a little bit in the second round where he averages a triple-double. He doesn't quite get to the statistical dominance because they won in four games but just every single offensive possession and we thought the lakers of all teams because they have the size and they have anthony davis who's arguably the best defensive player in the world right now we thought they might be able to slow down nicole but every single possession the nuggets just get a good shot whether it's Jokic with some weird little floater or hook in the paint or kicking out to kcp or mpj for a three and aaron gordon lob or baseline cut whatever Every single possession, it's an efficient, high-level shot. Even if they miss it, it looks good. I, I, we're gonna talk about them a little bit in the finals, but man, they're just so good, and they just—they're an elite team right now. They're—they're they're one of the best teams of the last half decade or so. Until we go back to the Warriors, I think.
2: Yeah, they're certainly clicking on that level, but um, if they lose, it's gonna be really tough. Like, yeah. I, I I know I'm jumping ahead I'm jumping ahead. They look really good at the, at this point in the series. They look really 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 good. Um, Jokic is clearly the MVP of the league, and that's what's so fun about this series about this whole playoffs for me is just like oh obviously if I could have anyone I'd have Nikola Jokic. He's that's so good man. That's what's fun.
1: Yep. Also, they should find a way to put a handicap on basketball. Like, how do we handicap the Nuggets to make it a little more fair for the Lakers? That would be a fun story.
0: <laughs> Uh, I think a I ball, think what right? it, no, for that series what it would be is the Nuggets aren't allowed to cross half court with the ball until all of the Lakers are back in transition <laughs> because they were just picking <laughs> them apart with easy lay-ins or Jokic was he is seven feet two hundred sixty pounds running the break and kicking out to shooters or a dump off pass once the help comes like unbelievable stuff but the Lakers just weren't getting back and the Nuggets were he could have been a targets. hell
1: of a left guard like it's a big man big man
2: yeah. Um, All right, let's jump over to the Eastern Conference. Wait, conference. so was I just want to confirm? Was that the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Nuggets Lakers.
2: They swapped them in the oh yeah. I just the I
0: Nuggets. Just, the Nuggets had like ten days off between the conference finals and the NBA Yeah, that's right. It was so, yeah. you
1: know, but you don't you don't even think about the conference finals because LeBron had his legacy game in the it, second round. That's exactly. why he did it. That's why yep. he did it. And so the playoffs were over. This was just LeBron. This was. Oh. cancun on three lebron
2: <laughs> this was just for the they had to get some revenue from the the viewership but that's all this was
1: exactly uh, they had this sellout staple so that lebron could get paid for the year so
0: all i know is michael jordan i've never got swept in a western conference <laughs> <laughs> thanks um all right uh, eastern conference we get heat and Celtics, this one goes seven. Oh. The Heat go up 3 0, and then the Celtics tie at 3 3. Everyone is talking about no one's ever come back from a 3 0 deficit before. Everyone's talking about Top Golf because the Heat went to Top Golf instead of watching film after game three. And apparently that really inspired a big turnaround for the series. <laughs> Ultimately, though, the Heat in game seven, I think they won by like 25 or something. And it was a, a pretty embarrassing effort. The Celtics were clearly gassed, they used up all their good. Uh, Grant Williams and Marcus Smart games in the first few to get to that point. So the Heat win that one. I think now is a good time to just really the Celtics we need to into talk it about, place. but the Heat dive into it. the Heat are just so good, man. They just pick you apart. And there was a, a sequence in Game Two of the NBA Finals that is fresh on my mind where. They're running this little um, rub screen off on the weak side of the court. They got three guys on the strong side of the court, balls kind of in like the slot. And Duncan Robinson goes and sets a pick for Gabe Vincent, or Gabe Vincent comes and sets a pick for Duncan Robinson. They run the same action three or four times in a row. First time, there's a miscommunication, and Christian Braun goes with Gabe Vincent, and Duncan Robinson's wide open mm-hmm. for a three, cash. Second time, Duncan Robinson curls, goes to the rim, gets it and one. It. Third time they uh, flubbed the switch, and then Duncan Robinson wide wide again for another layup, and it was just three in a row. And Eric Spoelstra just okay. sitting over there. He goes, "Hey, let's run play number one. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's run play number one. Hey, let's <laughs> run play number one." And it just keeps working. I and mean, they just find a weakness and they attack it, and they tore the Celtics apart, offensively, defensively. They like even though the Celtics won three games and it was impressive, they were just in that ass the entire series.
2: So shout out to. McAllister College that is the point Princeton offense is Mm. what that is like the the Mm. principles and it is just like when you have two guards it is just terribly terribly effective to create that indecision and it's like even even when you're prepping for it Um, Mm -hmm. I love watching that play but uh, I I mean we can talk more about the heat I think we're kind of planning to I would love to just real quick like these Celtics like what the fuck is going on this is what one of the most talented teams that we've seen in the last 20 years?
0: I think it's not simple. It's never simple. I think one thing for the last few years of the Celtics that seems simple is they need a real point guard. Jason Mm. Tatum is a top seven player. He is that caliber, but he's not of the LeBron mold or whoever you want to say where he's creating the offense and everything's happening through him. He's of the you know, five seconds, give me the ball. I'm finishing the play mold. When you need it, I'm getting the clutch buckets. But you can't, like, run the whole offense through them. They need someone to set it up and get other people involved because it's a lot of Jalen Brown just standing on the wing and dribbling through traffic. And we've all seen the Twitter highlights of how that is not a very successful proposition. So I think they need someone to distribute and get other people involved.
1: Dame for Jalen Brown?
0: It's interesting.
2: I mean... do we want to talk about the coaching? Do right, you like, gonna say I something just, stupid? Yeah, we talk about yeah. like, this. The Celtics <laughs> team is of really right. an anomaly. Like I think that this is this team should have smacked the Heat, and it shouldn't have been close.
0: Talent on That's paper, fair. it's. I mean, the Heat have Jimmy and Bam, who are two top four players in the series, and then after that, they probably don't have anyone until number like seven.
2: I mean, well, no, dude, Caleb Martin was fucking bonkers, dude,
0: in the series. Yeah. Oh but,
2: God. but um he said
1: two of the top four, and then. They were four and two, and then Caleb Martin was one. So that's what Harv was meaning. Yeah, to.
2: yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you. Because I would have – if Steph were – here's what I want to say. If Steph were on that team where Caleb Martin would have gone off, Caleb Martin would have won the the Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> MVP. That, that is <laughs> what I fucking tell you. And that, that is bullshit about this league. That is facts.
1: <laughs> so three of Ime Udoka's – or three of the Celtics staff members are following him to Houston?
2: Yeah.
0: Assistants are leaving.
1: That's interesting. It speaks a lot to just
2: just where the room was at. Yeah. Just where the room is at.
1: Weird everything vibes.
2: Joe Mazzulla said was the right thing. The way that he said everything was so fucking cringy. It just I just could not imagine that being my coach, let alone if I was in the NBA. 100%. He, you
0: know, a hundred percent. And he's younger than like three players on the team.
2: Seems like a great dude. Oh. That's not I'm not saying that he's not a great dude. I'm just saying, geez.
1: Yeah. I feel like this is when you blow up the team. Just let (laughs) it get too far down the line. Just blow it up.
0: They've been to five Eastern Conference Finals in seven years.
1: Have they really? Yeah, Yeah. but that was with it too, right? Yeah. Wow. I two.
2: I two four. This guy.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's who they should bring back. You talk about a point guard. They should just bring him out. I know he's been working out here in Seattle.
2: That's (laughs) who they should bring back. They they had higher hopes for Malcolm Brogdon. I think it's safe to say. Yeah. What about Peyton Pritchard? Okay. All right. Now we're getting. Let's talk, let's talk about. Let's talk about the finals.
0: All right. Let's switch gears to the NBA finals. We got Denver and Miami. As we said at the top of this podcast, we are the night before Game Three right now. The series is tied one to one. Miami just won Game Two in Denver by three. Jamal Murray got a look at the buzzer. Real quick question for you guys: Down three, you guys get a rebound. 11 seconds on the clock are you calling a timeout or are you letting the guys run it out
1: am i playing or am i coaching
0: you're the coach you're mike malone uh, are you calling the timeout or are you
1: no just because it's Jokic, i want it.
2: Hmm. like
1: there's a couple of players lebron katie Jokic, dame people like you, that
0: Jokic didn't touch the ball
1: i know but just because he's on the floor i feel confident
0: Actually, he might have touched the ball. I think it was kind of a little dribble handoff situation, but regardless.
2: Um, it's – I think that you don't want to let Eric's bolster game plan for – anything. Mm, um, I, agree. I agree. But ultimately, the shot you're going to get if you don't call a timeout is going to be a one-on-one shot, probably one you're confident in, right? Mm. If If that's a shot you're going to get anyway, if you're confident that your team can inbound the ball – then I like calling a timeout and then just get get four low and run your run your one on one because that's the shot you're gonna get. Yeah. So I yeah, think if you I want Jamal Murray to get that shot off, he can get that shot off, but maybe give him a timeout, let him visualize it, get four low. Cause if you can get the ball in balance, then their defensive scheme doesn't really matter. And maybe you can get a matchup because he had Jimmy Butler right. guarding him. Yeah.
1: Um last time last time that Spolstra drew up a play, last second. Derek White hit a game winning layup
0: on defense. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think, and that's another point. I think with 11 seconds left, you call the timeout, you can maybe even go for a quick two or get a shot off before the buzzer mm-hmm. and have an offensive rebound or something. So I think I'm calling the timeout. I do think Michael's point, that's exactly what I was going to say though. That's the main argument against it for me is you don't want to give Eric bolster any extra time to, to use that whiteboard mm-hmm. and draw something up. Regardless though, series is tied one-to-one. Denver looked really good in Game One. They won by a dozen or so. Where are you guys at for the rest of the series? Are you worried for Denver? Or do you think it was a blip? A lot of people were saying a Denver sweep. I I never thought that was likely. I'm really high on Denver, but sweeps just don't happen in the NBA playoffs unless you're playing uh-huh. the uh, Lebron and the Lakers. Apparently, so I I just I think it's going to be six, probably maybe seven. I think I'm still going Denver, but where are you guys at?
2: Well we're not a gambling podcast but heat money line throughout the playoffs and then doubling down when they are down by a couple points has been very good to me (laughs) so um i just think that this heat team is um is maybe gonna do it that's all i'm a kind of a believer in that um I'm interested to see what home court in Miami is like because I don't think that that is nearly as impactful as home court in Denver. Um, so I think that's going to be kind of a, a focus. Let, on. Me,
1: let me tell you, when they see Pitbull sitting courtside, they're <laughs> going to be a little bit afraid.
2: Hey, Russell
0: Wilson was out there causing some havoc the last couple of games. Exactly. Some
1: havoc. He just kept yelling at Jimmy Butler,
2: let's ride. He <laughs> could not do it. Um, But I'll actually... Yeah, I mean, I think the Heat got this one in seven. I really, really do. I mean, if they win two, if they win two in Miami, I think they they will go to Game Seven. So, because <laughs> they're not going to win back in Denver, I don't think.
1: I'm going to jump on board with Michael, just because that's what I want to see. I want to see Udonis Haslam oh win a championship, oh retire, and then the Heat be awful for the next ten years and be like, it was all Udonis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm rooting for.
0: He was the heat culture. Mm -hmm. That would be a lot of fun. I think Miami's been consistently underestimated the entire way. No one has picked them consensus uh, prior to each of these three series, and no one was picking them before Denver. So it would be a ton of fun for them to be the underdog and go through it.
2: Here's what I want to toss out. I think it's about time someone starts the rumblings of Jokic MVP, either outcome.
0: Uh that's a great
2: theory that that is something we should start talking about if
0: it goes six or seven and he's out there with you know 30 30 12 and nine for the series and jimmy's jimmy's not not hitting he jimmy hasn't for the first two games he's been poor efficiency he had some good passing this last game but he wasn't shooting it well i think it's something
2: because we we flirted with that with staff around like game five and like people just kind of like and it's like no i think that if if They come back. Jason Tatum's going to do this and that or whatever. Right. I really think that this could be a situation where Jokic gets it, and then we really solidify this is the real MVP, and and then officially becomes the MVP of the regular season, becomes a phantom award, and we really just stop caring about it as soon as Jokic wins this MVP, and the Heat win in seven. You heard it here first. I love that. Wow. That's talk to me.
1: Talk to me after Jimmy Butler's forty-one in Game (laughs) (laughs) Three.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> i i still think like i said i still i still am believing in denver i think the the denver matchup change or switch here is they got to get stops and michael porter jr was a liability most of this game off on man. defense and he's been good in the playoffs up until the last couple of games on defense but he was just getting lost on all these miami actions okay. off the ball so i think put bruce brown in there jokic is going to create good shots he's not bruce brown probably won't get hot and you know spark like a 11-0 run all by himself like michael can sometimes but he's not going to screw up any of those uh defensive positions and then just like against the lakers series the nuggets need to get out and run like they're so good in transition jokic can run the point they got shooters everywhere miami can't get their zone set up they can't get their weird little press set up i think that would serve the nuggets a lot so I think they I think they've still got moves to make. I don't think I don't think the Miami zone that they went to in the fourth quarter like shut Denver down. Like it didn't look amazing, but they still got decent Mm -hmm. points. I think it was more of Miami just was just something to switch it up.
1: Yeah, switch it up a little bit, give them a different look. But I also think that Michael Porter Jr. is a liability on offense. And he's the reason why Jokic only had like four assists in game two.
0: Yeah, he was missing a lot of shots.
1: And but it was also like there was one point he got a rebound, and this is the play could have been ran for him. I don't know, right? I'm not in the locker room or in the huddle, but he got a rebound. Jokic is right next to him, yelling for the ball. He opts to th- up throw it up court, which is a good option, you know. But the whole defense is back. He throws it to Gordon, and the play is immediate. The action is immediately ran for him. Whereas like if they threw it to Jokic, they're running that Jamal Murray triple handoff, fake handoff curl. But then they, instead, he just took a a pin down screen and took a three-point jumper and bricked it. And it was just, it was kind of like, he's not taking good shots. He keeps wanting to go to that step back. I just think could be better.
2: It reminds me of, it reminds me of kind of what the Warriors deal with. I think sometimes with yeah with Jordan Poole and um play to some degree. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that. you also have to give those teams that level of freedom because if you don't give them that freedom then i think but it's exposed in these situations and but i think and i was listening michael porter jr did only play i think 26 minutes do you remember that's exactly right actually so he played 26 minutes 26 minutes but but that's not think about 26 minutes of like think about like this is the nba finals like you're playing your best guys 36 to 30, 36. To 40.
0: Years. Yeah. He he was minus 15 for the game. And they he lost was minus the game. 15. And they they lost, lost the game, game by three much? by three. So I mean, you just need a couple possessions. That's it. Well, yeah. and another thing, speaking of a couple possessions, KCP had two really bad fouls on three point uh, attempts that led to six free free throws that he did not mm-hmm. need to do. Um
1: but but all I was saying is like those are the little things they're going to clean up. It's really the type of situation where the Nuggets, like you have to beat the Nuggets. The Nuggets beat themselves in game two. I think they clean it up and they just assert themselves as the better team. Yeah. I hope not. Although I said, although the Heat are winning in seven. Yeah, I was going to say. after Jimmy Butler 41 in game three.
2: Bang.
0: Um, if that
1: hits, I might go to Vegas. That'd
2: be a lot
0: of fun. Let's uh let's get to our NBA team draft. Let's circle up on this real quick before we wrap up the pod here. We did this about a week or two after the trade deadline, so a month or two left in the NBA season. We drafted six teams each, did a little snake draft. Just to recap real quick, Michael had the first pick, and he ended up with uh, the Warriors, Cleveland, Sacramento, Miami, New York and New Orleans. New Orleans didn't make the playoffs. Everyone else did. Unfortunately, Golden State and Sacramento played each other in the first round, as did Cleveland and New York. So that didn't help you, but it also didn't hurt you. You actually had the most round one points out of anyone. So that worked out all right, I think. Um, Uh,
2: Game seven seven on the road was really big for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Miami has uh, scored a few points for you, as the listeners might imagine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bryce Started off uh, pick two with Milwaukee, then goes Phoenix, the Clippers, Dallas, Utah, and Atlanta. Dallas and Utah both missed the playoffs. Phoenix and the Clippers played each other in round one, and Milwaukee, of course, got upset by Miami. So Bryce, while he had a pretty good team on paper, did not score a whole lot of points.
1: But this speaks to how much of a casual I am, and it's exposed me, and I used to think I was up to date, and... I clearly need to watch some more basketball. But Michael's not with us right now, which is sad. But I was gonna say I want to trade the Phoenix Suns for the New Orleans Pelicans.
2: Hmm. Can I do that? You, you want to trade the Phoenix Suns for the New Orleans Pelicans? Yes. Give you uh, those
1: six points. Yeah. Oh. Make shit. it a bit of a okay. bit of well, a ball game.
2: Well, what are we talking about for futures?
1: Um, I want your future I'll sw- I'll f- do a pig swap, <laughs> one two three for
2: four five six. Oh wow! Oh, absolutely not. Um, I appreciate that though. Uh,
1: all right, fair enough. But I'm not feeling good about my team, so yep. we all can talk this section.
0: I had most of the remaining teams. Uh, obviously, I had Denver, Boston, Philadelphia, Memphis, and the Lakers and Portland, who did not make the playoffs. So. Michael and I, after adding up the first few rounds, are within uh, 11 points of each other. I've got a bit of a lead, but here in the finals, the way the scoring system was set up by someone who shall remain nameless, if Michael has Miami pull off the upset here, he will, depending on how all the games and if there's a game seven, he will probably win this one. So we've still got a lot to play for, and this final series is going to decide it.
2: Yeah. And we don't need to run down how close or far everyone is from that number. Correct.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a good place to be. We're just
2: keep it as is.
0: So we'll update the listeners on that, but any, did we learn anything, any takeaways from this? There's a lot of injuries this playoffs and a lot of weird things. Like some teams just is a bummer.
2: I think that I, the Denver pick was, was right in front of my face as the, as someone that chose golden state first. Um, but I did tend to stay away from the one and two seeds. So I think I should, probably should not do that as much anymore. But, yeah, you know. Memphis. Actually, that's not
0: true. Half of them
2: lost in the first round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Memphis <laughs> lost
0: in the first round and Milwaukee lost in the first round.
2: I think that's actually probably the only reason that I'm where I'm at.
1: Yeah. Hmm. All right. I yeah. learned that the big men are never going to win a championship. So <laughs> sell Carl Anthony Towns, sell <laughs> yeah, Julius Randle.
0: Agreed. All right, another great episode of voting in the majority. I'm excited. I got Denver. You guys got Miami.
2: Take Miami in seven baby. you not will this say, Haslam
1: I... legacy game.
2: Miami money line every time you guys.